Sydney, is it okay if I do the open this week? Please. The floor is yours. Thank you. <clears throat> Instead of reciting, you know, I, I'm not going to try and fill your shoes because I know I can't. So I'm not going to recite, you know, a song directly or like I'm not going to do spoken word. But I am going to do is read off just the first two lines of mm. a screenplay that I'm working on. It's based on real life. Oh, this is an exclusive. And it's starring Barry Jenkins. <laughs> okay, here it goes. Interior, Barry Jenkins' home. <laughs> That's the... Set the scene. Yeah, interior, Barry Jenkins' home. First opening line of dialogue is Barry Jenkins. He's holding a cup of coffee. He looks outside of his window over the hills of LA. And he says, all these bitches is my sons. (laughs) 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 And, you know, just take that with a grain of salt because clearly I'm still working on the screenplay, but I really have that first scene set. (laughs) <laughs> and this this isn't somebody who you've cast to play Barry Jenkins, but it's Barry Jenkins as himself. Who, who is gonna play Barry? <laughs> J- no, it has to be Barry himself. Okay. Oh. <laughs> that clarify. Gotta clarify. Wow. Now that relates. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cindy. What did we watch this week? This week we tuned into Farewell Amor, released twenty twenty, available to stream on Hulu. Directed and written by Ekwa Nsangi, starring Natara Minwe, Zainab Ja, Jamie Lawson, and Marcus Scribner. All right, let's start the show. The new Chitlin Circuit. Welcome back to the new Chitlin Circuit, the only podcast dedicated to Black indies only. My name is Lex. And I'm Sid. And each week, we review a black independent or low-budget movie just for y'all. All All right, y'all. Work with me this week. Or as they say in France, bonjour. Welcome back to the 60-second challenge, (laughs) where Alexis will explain the plot of Farrell Amour in 60 seconds or less. Uh, This week, sponsored by... I've been waiting to get like a real brand new sponsor for, for so long now. And we finally have a brand new sponsor. Can y'all spell Y-O-U? It's you. Thank you so much for tuning into the new Chitlin Circuit every single week and supporting the show. While I have you, please go ahead and leave a five-star review and a comment on Apple Podcast, and it will be read aloud on the show. Only nice things, nothing mean. Anyway. I'll read the mean ones. (laughs) I'm joking. Don't say anything mean about me, guys. I'm a cancer. I really don't like to, I really want to please everybody. We'll never come back here, y'all. If you say something, it'll be over. Because I'm going to be mad. Alexa's is going to be sad. It's just going to be. It'll be. I'm going to be sad. Sydney going to yeah. be looking for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> let it go. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Alexis, are you ready to explain the plot of Farewell Armor in 60 seconds or less? I definitely am. All right. I'm going to get the clock going. Start. 17 years ago, during the Angolan Civil War, um, a family of, of three uh, with a fresh mm-hmm. baby, um, Esther and Walter and their baby Sylvia, um, they split apart. Walter came to America to build a life for his family, not knowing that it would take 17 years to get his family 
here to like get them through immigration to get here Mm -hmm. and in that time sylvia has grown up she's in high school now and esther has grown quite religious and uh, frankly she's kind of like in a cult um Mm -hmm. like a christian cult back in um she's not they weren't in angola anymore after walter left they went they um immigrated to tanzania and when they get here it's just an adjustment and a culture shock walter has clearly adjusted to american lifestyle you know he you know does a few things like how americans do them and that's jarring for esther and sylvia is is just like any other late teenage girl (laughs) she is stressed and we see how it goes so how did i do you made it just in time because when you said we're gonna see how that go the timer went off (laughs) <laughs> yes and that is what happens in this movie honey and we get it from all three perspectives it's very very artful look at this um quite common situation actually all right so let's get right on into it let's i want to hear our general thoughts on farewell amore all right y'all before we get into our general thoughts and review of farewell amore wanted to quickly shout out a comment that we recently got on twitter uh from twitter Cornell Van, shout out to you. Uh, and they wrote, Dope podcast alert, black indie movie talk without that integrity for sale, industry perspective, or being forgiven of garbage men because they turned the camera upside down. You know the vibes. That's that's what we're about. <laughs> they say what they think and back it up with personal and communal context. And one host is gay. It's me, gay with a capital <laughs> F. Um, appreciate you, Parnell. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, keep leaving some great, you know, comments and stuff on Apple Podcasts, uh, like on our socials, uh, wherever, and we'll definitely read them out aloud on the show. Yeah. All right. Back to the review. So, Sydney, what did you think overall, in general, about Farewell Amour? I like this movie. Um, I it was is very artsy, like we brought up in the beginning of the movie um i wasn't expecting it to be towed from the three perspectives which i thought was a really great touch to see how each of them are all dealing with this very nuanced situation like walter having had to leave his family all this time ago and then esther and sylvia now trying to live a quote-unquote american lifestyle after not having had to for esther i mean for sylvia's whole life at least i think this is the first movie we've done uh that's like not based in like I guess like African American stories and like uh like experiences or Brown no? Girl Begins. Oh no, you're right. That was uh very much like West Indian tradition cultures, that kind of thing. Yeah. True, mm-hmm. true. And true. shout out to Canada. Shout out to Canada, always. <laughs> big up. Um big up, <laughs> up the boys up north. <laughs> But no, I I, th- I first wanted to watch it because I saw uh, Marcus Scribner was in it. You and I both watch Blackish. Um, I think he's a very talented actor. Why is she oh. telling everybody my business? I don't watch. I, <laughs> yes, we do. I don't even like that stuff. We no, both no. we both watch Blackish. We support Lil Marseille Martin and Tracy Ellis Ross. That is what okay. we do. Well, you frame it that way. Don't be trying to like I'm sitting here watching Blackish. <laughs> like don't have to, I have street cred, Sydney. <laughs> well, I watch it. Um, so I was interested to see, you know, him in a new dramatic role because, you know, he plays just funny junior, uh, quippy junior on Blackish. So this was, this was cool to see him in something, uh, completely different from that type of situation. So, um, I'm excited to talk more about the movie and also hear what you thought overall. How did you like Farewell Amore? 
despite my joke up top, I actually did really like the movie. I, mm-hmm. That was just an observation. <laughs> um, and I really hate to sound so American, but I thought this was a really unique and warming and human like uh, story. Like I thought it was very um, unique as it wasn't something that I've ever actually seen in a movie before just mm-hmm. like besides maybe a B plot in some other movie you know but right. like a full plot about this type of family situation which is common it's not rare like like this 17 years seems like maybe that's on the longer end of like the length of time a family might be separated but the the essence of the movie is actually it's a quite common situation so that mm-hmm. was one thing I I, I did enjoy that I think the multi-perspective um, approach was very appropriate. Yeah. I think it was because those, this story literally means something opposite to these three. Like a, the the man who's been here for 17 years, of course, feels different when like his family's here now. He's not changing locations. Esther, who's never left the continent, that's like a whole different, like being apart from her community. And Sylvia, who was going to be stressed out and anxious anyway, because she's like 17. 16, 17 yeah. years old. <laughs> Comes to the territory. Yeah. So I really appreciated it. And, you know, I did, the, the way I did see this is I do follow Marcus Scribner on Instagram. So I saw like his, uh, like promoting the movie. And mm-hmm. shout out to him getting his Kel- Kelvin Harrison bag. <laughs> I right. can't be mad at that. <laughs> Can't be right. mad at that. Slide on in, young man. All right. <laughs> okay. So now that we know how we're feeling about the movie, let's jump into some of the scenes. Here on the new chilling circuit, we we do like to start with that opening scene. We like to see which way the filmmaker wanted to set the scene. So this movie opens up in the airport, and we see the family finally reuniting. We see Walter waiting on his wife and uh, daughter. Um, and they're, they're hugging. And my first thought is what a charming little family. <laughs> Same. My, my nose, very touching. Uh, I'm drawn in already. I just thought it was like, oh, you could tell there. it seemed like some kind of a sigh of relief to finally be reunited. At that point, we didn't know how long it had been, but still yeah. it's like, oh, like finally. And I thought it was quite, it's it a little bit, uh, unexpected, a little bit ironic that the movie's mm-hmm. called Farewell Amore, but it's about reuniting with Amore, ah. which is Esther's nickname for Walter. So, you know, Walter drives them through the city from the airport and they Mm -hmm. go on up to Walter's little like one bedroom apartment. And he is I I'm already sold on Walter because he yeah. seems so sweet. He's got a big banner across the kitchen um, doorway that says "Welcome to America, Esther and Sylvia." He's converted Sylvia. Uh, he's converted the living room to be Sylvia's little bedroom with a little curtain, which isn't much, but you know it's the effort. Right, right. It's very well. No, because actually the daddy didn't say the last dance. He wasn't about shit. He That's just... what I was thinking too. We're so connected. Yeah. He he just like well, uh, the bath your bedroom's not done so uh, you can get the couch and <laughs> the dad okay. and say the last dads did finish the bedroom door though okay he but he finish. didn't have it finished when he knew his daughter who just lost their mama was coming to live with him you should have you should have put a rush on that playboy she just went through a very traumatic experience that's true you're right. You're right. Wow. Yeah. And somehow we find a way to talk about Save the Last Dance. Yeah. This so. is only my, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it up again later on, but this is my first Save the Last Dance <laughs> reference in this oh. movie. It seems like you could have had an open because this seems like, <laughs> this is, all right, that's the culture tie-in for this movie, Save the Last yeah, Dance. Save the Last Dance. <laughs> so we see this and we're, it, it's pretty cute at first. And the filmmaking, like the, well, not the, 
filmmaking as a whole, the specific element I'm discussing is the cinematography and like the lighting and stuff. It's all very gentle and subtle and just kind, um, soft uh, look at at the family. I agree. I think it too, it gave a, let us really see how each of them were feeling in the moment, even though they didn't all have a whole lot of like dialogue, it's just kind of like reactionary. So like Walter, you know, he's, he can tell he's kind of like meek and sweet. He wants to impress Esther and Sylvia, even though like he lives in a very tiny apartment, it's not like super impressive, but this is what he has to offer for like shelter for them. But Sylvia, the teenager is like, Oh my God, has a, <laughs> panic attacks like this is we left Tanzania for this for this god and Esther is just grateful to be back with her husband and have her family reunited you can see all of that just kind of take place without them even really talking to each other in the first five minutes which was nice you're right that was written well and these actors did really well to convey um they they pretty Mm -hmm. much it was clear what the problems were going to be like what what problems this um like immigration of Sylvia and Esther are going to cause for this family. <laughs> Number one, first and foremost, is that Walter has adjusted to American life, and Esther is is uh, <laughs> she is not with the program yet. So mm-hmm. there was just a little comment about like um, going to church or like uh, just something Walter had said, which is very normal, like very uh, typical here in America. And she was like, "Yeah." What? what of course we're going to church right (laughs) yeah and for sylvia clearly this is very stressful because in this part of the movie which is from walter's perspective we first start following him sylvia doesn't say but two or three words in in the whole front part of the movie so you can tell she's she's nervous yeah she is shook up which is reasonable she's lived one place her entire existence now she's been uprooted, had to leave her friends behind, all that good stuff. Yeah. And like we said, she is 16, 17 years old. So it's a lot of angst going yeah. on. You just kind of can't help at that point in your life. So, But we're going to get to Miss Sylvia in a minute. Mm-hmm. First, the, the movie takes us into Walter. And, you know, we see that he's he's blindsided. He, you know, he's just... He don't know what to do. <laughs> He's yeah. dumbfounded. That's the word. <laughs> right. Esther is trying to reunite physically with her husband because that's what she thinks the Lord would want her to do. Me personally, can we talk like first? <laughs> like, I'm not ready to jump back into bed with you, sis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been 17 years. My body different. Your body different. Let's, yeah, let's, let's just let's chit-chat. talk first. Maybe we can yeah. do a massage. The lights are still on. Gosh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I walk in the room and you... You just use naked. Wait yeah. a minute. Give me a minute. <laughs> um, which is a callback to something I've said several ep- in several episodes. Ladies, <laughs> getting naked and sitting in front of a man is not initiating sex, and it's not fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> there are people too. They they want to feel sexy too. You can't just say have me. That's not. <laughs> That's not what doing what you think. It's not giving what you think is supposed to give. Nevertheless, oh. first note I have about Walter, um, he's hot. <laughs> Are we going to talk is. about that? I'm sorry no, to is. be such a, like, Amanda's show, girls room. But like, <laughs> first order of business, he's hot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we, we see him go about his day um, after, you know, the day after... Uh, Sylvia and Esther get back. He's a taxi driver, and right off rip, 
you know, this is maybe woman stuff, but I could tell he had another woman up in there before they even showed us the flashback. Obviously. He seemed, because I could tell, well, first, uh, before we even get to, like, his career and stuff, when they have dinner that night, um, Esther's like, oh, wow, you've learned how to cook, you know? I mean, I would hope a man would teach himself how to cook after 17 17 years. years. (laughs) Uh, But obviously, just like, it's like, culturally, she's like, hmm. It got to be a woman in here teaching you how to cook. Because now he's talking about making low-sodium dishes because he got high cholesterol and stuff. Yeah, niggas don't care about their fucking They really don't. (laughs) So I said, oh, no. Walter had another girl up in here. Which, I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't blame. It's been 17 years. Yeah. Esther, you the fool. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Now, the thing I want to say about this is that after we realized that Walter had a, a long-term girlfriend, he wasn't in the streets. Walter's mm-hmm. an upstanding guy. He had a mm-hmm. long-term living girlfriend um, named... Linda. Linda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> <you>. <laughs> named Linda. Um, and it was very hard. Like, you could, we see the breakup scene, no words being exchanged, just yeah. Linda leaving the apartment with all this stuff. She leaves one bag, and Walter is just trying to figure it out. At the end of his shift, he does go to their favorite spot, and and we'll discuss that. But the Mm -hmm. main takeaway I had from Walter's segment of the movie is that this is the first time I've ever seen such a thoughtful approach to this story. Because all we ever hear Mm. as Americans on the American side is that, you know, like Africans and Caribbeans, they be having whole wives and like they're just sneezing and low down. Right, right. That's true. Like 17 years, though. That's a long time. Like, and I, I can see how, like, I mean, cause they stay married and everything like that, but like, obviously they didn't think it would take 17 years for yeah. Esther and Sylvia, you know, to get over to the States and like immigration here obviously sucks. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I'm, I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to put my life on pause first for 17 years. Like I, that's yeah. just unreasonable to me. But I also can't be mad at Walter for like, he had to continue living, yeah. you, you know, and setting up a life, sure, for Esther and Sylvia. But he had no idea if they was ever even going to make it over here after that long. Hell, after 10 years, I'm just like, bruh. Now, here's a question for you, friend. What? You know, put yourself in Esther's shoes. Would you be mm-hmm. more upset if your if if your husband was Walter in you know seventeen years? Would you be more upset if he was casually seeing like you know a couple women through the years? Let's say every other year he dates someone for a couple weeks and they have sex. So that that mm-hmm. equals like ten women in seventeen years, just casual, nothing serious. Or mm-hmm. would you rather you have a long term living girlfriend? I'd rather uh, him just have a bunch of girls around because the the long term living girlfriend he has a connect he's in love with this other woman like yeah. that's that's a that's different that's a problem yeah. but these other girls okay you I get it it's been seventeen years do what you got to do you need some companionship you know whatever yeah. but this you have you you and this y'all shacking up together you love this woman <laughs> <laughs> she might as well be your she's your American wife. <laughs> maybe it's because i'm gay but like i and and we'll talk about how esther did react when she found out but like Mm -hmm. i in practical terms i think i'd rather walter did what he actually did which is you know try and abstain but if you find somebody that you have a connection with and she gonna take care of you and i can't and i'm not i don't Mm -hmm. mean like sexually like i'm like you know take like be a partner to you yeah i wouldn't be 
I, I think I'd be less upset about that because the long, the older you get when you run in the streets and you on these <laughs> apps or in these bars and picking up these girls, mm-hmm. the older you get, the more reckless you get. And that's more liable. He more liable to have kids with somebody. You just, point. yeah. he probably, you know, Don tried. Single men are not healthy after a certain age. <laughs> a man cannot sustain himself. I hate that that's true. And it's not on women to take care of men. It's, not, but it's yeah. statistically true that single men, like a 50-year-old single man, <laughs> he's not going to yeah. do well in life. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's so yeah. true. Which is, that's, ooh. Uh, if there are any older men who listen to this show, um, do better. That's all I have to say. Just do better. <laughs> I highly doubt sh- it. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it too. But I just it just shouldn't be the case, honestly. This is for the girls and the gays, this content. If you're a man <laughs> and you're like if you're a straight cis man and you're here, will you please leave us a comment or something and just let us know what you feel like what you get out of it. Because we don't really don't tailor this for you. <laughs> we don't. I'd be interested. Or a white person. Like, do white people listen to this? This is Negro content. <laughs> this is for Africans only. Isn't there somebody in like Iowa? Listen that is true. That Iowa listener never hit us up. I I just want to be friends, man. <laughs> That's I don't know nobody from Iowa. I don't either. Yeah, right. I'm trying to rack my brain. Anyway, but um, I just appreciated yeah. the filmmaker giving us this perspective. It's nuanced mm-hmm. and it's compl- and it's complex. Um, yeah. And we see this moment where Walter, you know, goes to see Linda just one last time at the mm-hmm. the you know dance joint they usually go to walter likes to dance and he yeah. can dance he can dance and this is where the next save the last dance reference comes in because he walks up to linda like you know you want to <laughs> dance with me come on chanel <laughs> you, you came wanna here to yell at me, me? <laughs> and you, you came, came here to dance, dance with me chanel, with me, chanel. <laughs> walter walks up to linda just like that oh, <laughs> and linda God. goes hang on girl watch my drink like carrie <laughs> said <laughs> to little <laughs> julie <laughs> I hate that you can find a tie-in for that movie. I mean. That's the first. That's the first thing that came across my mind. I said, "Oh, she wants to dance with him, not argue tonight." I said, oh, "Let's yeah. do it." So that's what we see. Clearly, he's you know, there's so much at play. He, he mm-hmm. has to provide for his family because Esther, she's she doesn't have a full visa yet. She can't work, and right. Sylvia's a child um, who also can't work. That's I commend the filmmaker for really really bringing in the human emotion with these perspectives. Cause I get it. Yeah. Like if I was bird's eye view, like without seeing from his eyes, what he really felt about Linda and, and how this all feels, mm-hmm. I would be like, just leave Esther. She here now, just leave her. But like, you can't, where's she going to go? She can't work. Where's she going to go? <laughs> like- <laughs> and it's even like crazy. Cause we find out like later, like dancing, at least like him and Esther was always like a connection touch point for them. And like, that's how they kind of expressed one expression of their love for one another. And now he's dancing with this, with Linda, who he yeah. is also very much in love with. So. Yeah. Cause that was a jarring thing when he sees Esther mm-hmm. again, you know, and she's in the house now and she realized, he realizes that she's so religious now. Yeah. She doesn't dance anymore. Like she thinks dancing is, is secular, is sinful. It's sinful. Yeah. She don't dance. She don't want to drink no wine. Just, yeah. Ugh. Oh, that's what it was. He got wine and she was like, you drinking liquor? You drinking wine? <laughs> The devil's nectar. <laughs> he should have. That's see. Walter was down on game. He should have said Jesus drank wine. Yeah, I thought he was going to say that. I don't know. Come on, like, that's what's, literally. What's come on. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's Walter's piece of the movie, and I I just mm-hmm. I loved 
seeing that perspective, I've never seen such a gentle approach to that very common thing mm-hmm. of like um, African men like uh, immigrating here and having wives back home and getting really complex and like yeah, you know, strings get tied up. Definitely, he they could have had him over here with a whole other family and Esther and Sylvia here, and he's like, uh, well, this is Linda and our yeah. two children, and <laughs> now that would have been some shit. <laughs> drama yeah yeah um <laughs> now then we switch over this is when i realized we're gonna get you know everyone's perspective we jump over to sylvia and we jump back to the airport and we see all mm-hmm. these events from her perspective yes loved it which reminded me of waves which we did early early in season one yeah um, that's OG another shit OG shit if you if you a long time listener you you know the vibes but if you're not go yeah. back and listen to that episode uh we was we that was one of our first episodes recording from the house after the studio got <laughs> yeah. shut down. Um, that change in perspectives reminded me of waves when we get uh, the brother's perspective on life and how he's all wild and crazy, and then we get his little sister who's very calm and serene, and just it switches completely with the camera work. With there is yeah beautiful, great choice. For now, this question because waves stars Kelvin Harrison, and I mentioned you know this is a kind of a Kelvin Harrison role, more of mm-hmm. like. Kelvin Harrison in Jen than Kelvin Harrison in Waves. Yes. yes. But, you know, and Marcus Scribner is filling the role. Do you think Marcus Scribner, Scribner could give us Waves? Do you think he has that range? Do you think he could give us that? I don't know, man. I got to see Marcus and. Because I haven't, because he didn't, he didn't show me any of that in this. And we're going to get into it because now we're in Sylvia's part. Yeah. Like Marcus and this, he, he was like junior, but instead of being in LA, he was in New York. Yeah, this doesn't fit. He, the boy yeah. exudes uh easygoing lifestyle. He just he doesn't definitely seem like does. a New yeah. York youth. <laughs> um, so like I, I I would need to see uh Marcus do some more like dramatic yeah. work before I can determine that. Uh, yeah. Now that we're talking about Mr. Scribner, uh we can get on into Sylvia's high school experience. She mm-hmm. goes through what I imagine this is why this is like this filmmaker really if it's one thing this movie did incredibly well is make it very clear how the mm-hmm. <laughs> protagonists at the moment, whichever section we were in, how they were feeling. And I didn't really like, I know in America when I'm in a rough school or like, it's a little uncomfortable, but like, I'm used to that. Like I'm used mm-hmm. to armed police officers in a school and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But this really showed it from a perspective of somebody who ain't never seen no shit like this. <laughs> Where you yeah. walk into a high school and you going through metal detectors, niggas is stopping you like you True. like it's yeah. TSA or something. Yeah, and that's also <laughs> a very American thing. Like even like yeah. just like media pieces, like all even movies like dating back to eighties and nineties. You like in like a save, rough the area school, save the last dance. Save the last. Save the damn last dance. <laughs> yeah, rough ass school. I hate that the parallel is so strong. <laughs> it's it's, it's a, a very thin line connecting them, and it's just pulling them together. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, because little influence. Julia Styles walking through the metal detector, she was, oh, she my God. Know, what the hell is going on? <laughs> the ghetto. The ghetto. And that's exactly what Sylvia was um, like. She's so loud and off-putting. Yeah. But she does, you know, sitting up in the office waiting to, you know, get registered. It is not American school if it's not a fine boy named Devin. Hello. <laughs> greet you. Every Call school got a cute nigga named Devin. <laughs> it's true. 
It's so yeah. true. And they lock eyes when I said, oh, this is going to be a cute little romantic young love subplot. Let's see where this goes. This is cute. Or they could just be BFFs, but yeah, I was ready to way. see how that went. Yeah, like she needs a friend. Yeah, and DJ, played by Marcus Scribner, hands her, uh, well, hands her dad <laughs> an <laughs> invite to some dance battle or something that was happening. And we do get to see, because that's Sylvia's arc. We, she a dance wants battle, to... Alexis, save the last. <laughs> Dance. You're right. Like a, <laughs> it's, they went to steps. <laughs> You're right. We th- literally, I, I feel like our um, target age group is so niche because anyone like two years younger than us probably <laughs> doesn't like n- remember the name of the club that they went to and say the last dance. But also, anyone more than five years older than us doesn't know that. Doesn't either. Yeah, like they they don't care about that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. yeah, that's that's later on though. Mm-hmm. Um, now this is also where we get a little bit more context about what was going on, like back home and where they were from. It, yeah. I knew they were speaking Portuguese, so I that's narrow, and they were African, so that's only like five countries they could be from. Oh, see, I thought they were speaking French. I really didn't mm-hmm. know. I had my subtitles on. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I'm not. Come on, <laughs> I'm not that worldly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, oh, you be, mm, look at you. No, no, no. Duolingo? <laughs> Duolingo? Whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. I'm just, no, I'm going to say that's going to make me sound like a hoe. Um, <laughs> no. So, I mean, they could only be from like Equatorial Guinea or like Cape Verde or Mozambique. And mm-hmm. what I learned, Angola. I didn't know Angola was a Portuguese speaking country. I didn't know. Um, and that's where they're from in this movie. And. Sylvia was born during the Civil War, so she doesn't, during the Civil War in Angola, so she doesn't have a birth certificate to give the school. Yeah. Which is, that's the, <laughs> so I was like, okay, Angola had a Civil War when that was. Same, I, did, to, I had to Google it because I wanted, I didn't want to seem um, uneducated when we got on the show or oh. uninformed. So I said, okay, I literally Googled war in Angola. 2008 like I was like, oh and it was it was crazy Sydney I didn't yeah. read all of it and I'm gonna because I have it pinned on my because it's very interesting and uh sad tragic really Angola yeah. got their independence in 1974 honey and mm. the civil war lasted from 1975 to 2002 Shit. 2002 and I'm scrolling down through it trying to figure out like okay it's confusing because it's like I'm so American. I I hate it limits me in ways. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But like to me, a civil war only need two sides. Like who was the right? (laughs) Because that's what it was here. Who who was on? Who was on what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I need a good guy and I need a bad guy. I need. (laughs) But no, the Angolan civil war was uh, much more complex. Clearly, because it lasted that long. Like our civil war was five minutes long. (laughs) It was not that long. Yeah, but damn, that's almost thirty years. Oh my god. Girl, somehow Cuba was involved because Russia was there. It was crazy. Oh, it was that... a wild time. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to call that out. I'll let you. I'm kicking over to you. I feel like I'm talking too much uh, about Sylvia. What did you think about her part? It seems like you really related. I did. I mean, obviously, any any movie that's showing uh, that can accurately show like a 17 year old girl and how we just just full of so many emotions and just angst. I. I relate because that is who I was at 17. And obviously that doesn't change. It doesn't matter, you know, where you're from, where you're going. 
you ha- you are going through puberty and you have a lot of things that you want to get out into the world, but you really can't open up and say it just yet. And Sylvia had all of that going on. And on top of that, she just immigrated to a whole nother country yeah. and has to adjust her entire life. Yeah. She doesn't have American clothes. Yeah. I felt for her. And that's like, um, what was I going to say? Um, like her mother really wanted her to fit in and, you know, feel like a part. Like she was talking about her, like, why you can't wear those boots to school? So he was like, nah, this is, <laughs> this is style. Little did Esther know. That's f- perfectly fine. To- it was. It looked like Doc Martens. She was fine. Um, and that but, shows something, you know, that parents really don't understand, which is like the tiniest mm-hmm. little thing you say really affects your kid. Because, like, <sighs> so clearly those are Sylvia's favorite boots. And clearly they are in fashion and fine where she's from and they also are here they're like some right. cute like sky blue doc martens and they mm-hmm. were like good and broken in too that's that's the style that's what we like and a little grungy a little dirty yeah that's, especially that's in new york like yeah. yeah and when she gets to school and she sees Devin, she like hides her shoes like she pulls her feet mm-hmm. back because that morning the first and only thing her mama said to her that morning is them shoes is ugly <laughs> right that's just <laughs> like, like when you first start your natural journey your mom goes are you going to do your hair? Girl, it's done. <laughs> it's This is a wash and go. It's like, it's now I'm self-conscious all day because you asked me about my hair that I thought was cute when I left the bathroom this morning. Or she said, why don't you do your hair like it was the other day? It was wet, ma. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I do it the other day. It. it was just wet. That's it. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is so a fresh twist important. out. Yeah. I was... <laughs> and... She after a little bit, the, the most important thing here, because this is when it, this is when the perspective flips over to Esther, is when. Well, even before that, yeah, because I would say we we get even more into how religious Esther has, yeah, is and has gotten. It's it's it is very cult like, and it's so. I, it's just I the cult. It's <laughs> a cult, yeah. And honestly, for for Sylvia, because we see she decides to enter the dance contest because she wants to get away. From her mm-hmm. parents. Uh, she's like, can a thousand dollars get me an apartment? And Devin's like, you know, sure. <laughs> I guess. In some areas, I guess. Uh, for but one it's, month. <laughs> right. For one, not even a month, girl. Like, Yeah. You maybe. have to way, way on. Yeah. Um, you want to live a far walk away or something. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's unbearable to her. But like she's still like her mother is obviously the only person who she has like had as an adult mm-hmm. presence in her life, her entire life. But like. Girl, we over here in America now. You can let all of that go. God has answered yeah. your prayers. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then that's. I have several notes about the Christianity from Esther. Um, number one, colonialism did a number on us. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh yeah. Uh, and we get a, a, a um, ironically, a savior <laughs> and a, a hero, a helper uh, later mm-hmm. for Esther, but. Um, Sylvia takes accepts, you know, Devin uh, walking her home after the dance tryouts go a little awry, mm-hmm. and she lets him in the apartment. Which oh, Sylvia, oh no, look, game recognized game, and you know, because Sylvia, look, look, I, he's cute, he has yeah. interest in it. You thought your mama wasn't home? She done did that before. Yeah, this ain't your first time sneaking no boy in. Yeah, because exactly. if you really was a prude, like the prudes I know, they don't even want you to see them like put the key in the door. Like they right. want you. 
<laughs> right. No, Sylvia, so. I just her ass. I can't mm-hmm. keep my eyes on Sylvia. <laughs> we done got you, girl. This yeah. ain't, this ain't your first time at the rodeo. I don't. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. She wasn't even acting all skittish and stuff. Because this she is that's it. the main takeaway I got from Sylvia's section is that mm. in Walter's section, Sylvia barely talked. And then as soon as we flip to her perspective, when she's on the phone with her friends, and when she like feels a little bit more comfortable with Devin, and especially with Esther. She is a vibrant personality. She's not, yeah, she just don't really want to be around Walter. Back in Tanzania, they are sending eggplant emojis back and forth in, in the group chat. Yeah, yeah. So, but before we get to the eggplant, we uh, <laughs> Esther walks in on uh, Devin and Sylvia. They were just talking. Nothing was happening. But, sitting there, yeah. And that is when Esther's asked, uh, who, 38 hot about this. <laughs> Um, and that's when we flip over to her perspective. I'll kick it to you, yeah. friend. You tell us about uh, what the movie showed us about Miss Esther. Yeah, so we we flip right back to the beginning. You know, we start back in the airport. Uh, right at Esther's perspective, we get to the apartment. We fast forward a little bit. Sylvia's at school. Walter's at work. And Esther is cleaning the apartment. Because, I mean, she can't work right yeah. now. So she has to stay in the house all day. She doesn't have any friends. So she's yeah. just at home. Um while she's cleaning, she hears a very loud neighbor outside in the hallway. Uh, relatable, because I also listen to my neighbors talk loud as hell. Oh, way. yeah. Be all up uh, on the dough. Like, like, hello? Looking through the peephole. Let me see who that yeah. is, just in who case. Huh? Okay, I ain't seen you before. Uh, but her neighbor is very loud, and Esther's intrigued. She hasn't had any human interaction outside of Walter and Sylvia. Especially they... not this raunchy-ass lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what she say about um and i knew his ass was wrong because he was a what, he was a cancer or something yeah. <laughs> so, oh. not the not the stars the secular yeah the se- so esther is out uh she is listening to her neighbor gossip to a friend loudly in the hallway yeah. on the phone um and she sneezes so the neighbor obviously pauses her conversation because she understands now someone is eavesdropping on her uh and returns to her apartment to finish this conversation she comes back with some mail esther opens the door and the neighbor is quite surprised to see esther in the apartment and not linda the neighbor says oh oh uh, does walter still live here right <laughs> Which, <laughs> i'm cussing this nigga out because it's one thing to have another lady it's another thing to have me looking stupid <laughs> like you didn't tell nobody your family was coming what Walter. the hell? You should have put the banner outside the door instead right. of inside of here. <laughs> Come on, bro. Like, Fuck. <laughs> and yeah. Esther plays it cool because, you know, that's that's the God in her. It's the God in her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this is when she does see Linda's name on some mail, which that. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it seems like. From from the flashback scene, it seems like Linda left like that weekend. Like Yeah. Like that's when Walter told her, Hey, uh, so my wife and my daughter who I told you about maybe a couple times, yeah, they're gonna be here and they're gonna be staying with me. So we gotta kinda cut this off. Jigs up, honey. Yeah. <laughs> we can't do this no more. Just yeah. like Ugh. Now, I I did find Sylvia's Actually, just a little pin right here. Mm-hmm. We've not said anything bad about this movie so far. We've literally only discussed the plot. It seems like, like I think yeah, the pulse of <laughs> it seems like we actually were both very um, entranced in the story here. <laughs> I definitely was. I was in yeah. it like the whole time. I 
I did I wasn't preoccupied. I didn't do my usual movie pause and get up and do something else and come back. I watched it straight through because I really wanted to see yeah. how this was going to end and what what each of them was going through. Yeah. Yeah. I just realized because now I'm about to say like a critique, which isn't it really wasn't the worst because I think as I say it and typically when you add your piece, I tend to like understand something a little bit more. So it could mm-hmm. be me. I thought Sylvia's perspective part was a little underdeveloped compared to Walter and uh, not Sylvia, Esther's Esther's, yeah, was a little underdeveloped compared to Walter and Sylvia. Um, Both of them had arcs. Walter is dealing Mm -hmm. with Linda because he sees her again at the bar thing at the, when he takes Esther to get get her arm seat about and, Mm -hmm. God, the, the, the way my mom just jumped out like you know you start sounding like your mama get her arm seen about <laughs> I said seed oh you said seed about oh, yeah, I did. Seed. to get um, cared for at the hospital uh-huh. and so he has that arc and also like he got these two women and he's trying to be a good father too which yeah. I think he did a good job of in this movie mm-hmm. and of course Sylvia has the most going on <laughs> You know, with the dance and the boy and the parents. Um, It's a lot. It's a lot on her. Yeah. But Esther, you know, I I think there was a little bit of growth in her character. Granted, we're only with these characters for a short time. It seems like maybe a week or two. Um, Yeah. Well, that I think that was probably, I guess, one of my critiques, too, about Esther's, uh, like, her POV in the movies. Like, once we get to the end of, like, what she's kind of going through it didn't I you can tell that Sylvia and Walter were working towards something I it wasn't clear to me what Esther was working towards so like she seemed the same she was just very religious even when she did try to open up a little bit to Walter when they went on that date towards the end of her uh like perspective it she was the same old person she snapped back into like old religious Esther immediately so she didn't have that same I guess like growth or like change like Walter realized okay I need to be here for my family I need to be a good dad so I've got to let Linda go um Sylvia's like I can't live my life for my mama no more I need to figure out what I want to do you know what I'm saying Esther didn't get that it's not even just like in addition to Walter saying done with Linda he Mm -hmm. also said you know he, he had to make a conscious choice to work with Esther's ass because <laughs> after that first yeah. night and she's like I'm like going to you know like serve you like the Lord wants Ugh, right like, Ugh. <laughs> dick is real, soft like, like <laughs> we, can't, we can't do nothing with that <laughs> um he had to make the conscious decision to say okay this is my wife and yeah. she is uh different now so we she's need to very different relearn yeah. each other and so Esther's Christianity is I'm comfortable with Esther not making a huge transformational growth. I don't like it because I want some movie magic. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm comfortable with it because that's the it do be like that. Um, but like Shadi is still doing daily prayers in the morning before everybody leaves. Yeah. Even in prayers at night. And I'm not even talking about like a little like shout out. Thank you, Big G. But like. Right. A, me. A like, God hollering. is great. God is good. Let us thank him. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> no, she is on her mm-hmm. knees heaping hollering with the rosary 20, 30 mm-hmm. minutes. So much so 
Walter's ass can't even get in there to go to bed. She in, she in there praying Got so him, much. Right. He praying. He's sniffing the sheets that Linda left because he just yeah. can't take it. He yeah. needs something different. And like, yeah. And she just, she in a cult. She sent $1,000 back $1, to this church. And all the lady, the lady, you know, the pastor at her church in Tanzania, all she was worried about was her sending her offering. And like, mm-hmm. damn, you want to donate 50, you know, even a hundred dollars to your church who supported you. I get it. But a thousand dollars. A thousand dollars. Have you, girl, have you lost your mind? In the words of Stan, I hope you find it. Girl. Yeah. And we just didn't see, cause she's, that's, it's a cult. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it is, it is. And so we didn't get a lot of growth there and using Joy Lee's character in Zynga to like, mm-hmm. you know. That's like her American welcome committee to try. Yeah. Her <laughs> that American was fairy smart. godmother trying to get yeah. her into the ropes, but it, it, it didn't really work for Esther. Like it, you kind of see her trying to like, okay, this Some, is what it means a little to, bit. to bend a little bit and, you know, evolve. But Esther wasn't ready for that. And maybe that was yeah. what the, you know, director was maybe. trying to show, like writer director was trying yeah. to show through their perspectives. Like Walter, he has obviously changed. It's been 17 years. Um, Sylvia is looking to do something here in America. She got to live up to what her friends are thinking America is about, and she wants to, you know, keep that going, whatever. Yeah. But Esther is kind of like Walter. She has also changed in these seventeen years, and she is just stuck in this new version of way, herself. Though. Yeah, she went the <laughs> very opposite way. And uh, he takes her on a date, and which Nzinga had to convince her, like, no, yeah, it is, is yeah, you should. <laughs> Like, it doesn't matter. All that other stuff about your daughter. No. Mm-hmm. Y'all is together. It's man and wife. Y'all need to go and, out. And Zinga told her, girl, that's country and you look country in it. I'm <laughs> not saying the last dance again. <laughs> when she came to her door about that purse, she said, oh, yeah. that's what you're wearing? Uh, please come no. in because that's country and you look a mess. <laughs> oh, I actually had a deep cut. Can somebody please make it, make, it, make it make sense? I have a deep cut that you might not even be familiar with, friend. Because mm. this is church shit. Um, oh, be You're right. That's not. <laughs> that's not what I was. Yeah. Yeah. I I grew up in in the church house, and so after the date, which was so cute, because was cute. Um, Walter got up and made her dance. Ain't no dance floor in the restaurant, and they danced around the table. It was just wonderful and hot. Because <laughs> <laughs> it got Esther real hot and bothered too, and then yeah. They get back to the house and they start making up, but Esther done picked up the damn sheets that Walter tried to throw out. And they're Linda's sheets and they both know it. Now, here's the deep cut. Juanita mm. Bynum. <laughs> <laughs> you know where I'm going. I think I do, but continue. Okay. Juanita Bynum gave a famous sermon. First off, do you know how hard it is and how impressive it is to give a famous sermon? Can you think of a T.D. Jake sermon? And he's literally like the biggest pastor in the country. I don't think I've ever even sat through a T.D. Jake sermon. I've sat through several, but none of them are that memorable. Juanita Bynum, actually, this might have been, I will have to fact check this. It mm-hmm. might have been at T.D. Jakes's women's conference in like, mm. 02. Mm, okay, this is a very much a deep cut because I have no, oh, I don't even a, know who Juanita Bynum is. Who is that? What? <laughs> <laughs> She's a preacher and she also be singing. <laughs> Anyway, Juanita yeah. Bynum in full 
extra over the top Christianity fashion <laughs> gives a sermon to it's of course to women about right. you know it's the full title of the sermon is no more sheets the truth about mm. sex Whoa. <laughs> and the, the essence of she has a set of sheets on stage I love it drama <laughs> if there's one that? thing the church gonna do is give me drama that's theater. what I like theater <laughs> Love who that. was that internet pastor who who was in the pool? <laughs> oh, the, the oh the boy with the jeans on got the water yeah. all on the, the iPad yeah. and the hips. Yeah, he is hippie. Um, <laughs> what, he, he, what is this, his name? Juanita Bynum had to crawl so that he could uh, swim in a kiddie pool on stage. Juanita Bynum has sheets on stage and it's a flat sheet that she's wrapped around herself. And throughout, <laughs> what she's saying is, you don't just lay down in bed with somebody; it follows uh-huh. you. So she's walking across the stage. She has sheets she draped saw. behind her, <laughs> and she's trying to shake them off. At the end of the climax of the sermon, is that Jesus? <laughs> Through his salvation and his salvation alone, mm. can you shake the sheets shake the of your sheets past, you. like, you know, uh, indiscretions uh, and falls to temptation and, and begin anew mm. <laughs> so that you could be pure for your for your mm. husband, you know? Oh, wow. And that made me think of this because it was them damn sheets. And that's my note, them damn sheets. And why uh, need to buy them? put the deep cut sound effects yeah. here because this is good. Can somebody please make it? Make it make it make sense. No, this, this is I, that, I, so I'm so excited because yeah. we haven't had a true deep cut in so long because everyone knows our references now. So yes, yeah. this is it made me think of Juanita Bino <laughs> and <laughs> no more sheets. No. <laughs> Shout out to uh, <laughs> Pastor Bynum of <laughs> that because I'm gonna have to go watch that because I, I want to understand. I want I want I, I need to see that. It's ridiculous. And any of our, you know, churchier listeners will know what I'm talking about. So um, the damn sheets got them. And then, you know, after we leave uh, Esther, we, we do we do see uh, Sylvia take on the dance battle. She, you know, mm-hmm. fights her fears and gets through it. And, you know, yeah. well, how about I'll toss it over to you, Cindy. Round us out. Yeah. So we see Sylvia conquer this fear. Uh, Walter goes out looking for Esther because she text sylvia a very cryptic message saying like i can't do this anymore it was a mistake coming here so it's like you said i'm lost i'm lost like uh." which she meant figuratively and literally right and that's first of all that's scary to text a kid because it's like i saw you like are you bringing harm to yourself are you leaving me here with walter who i really like don't know like what what are you talking about um but walter finds her she is out in front of the church um luckily she she is pretty predictable so that that worked out in their favor (laughs) Um, and they get they get esther back to the house and they kind of realize like the three of them as a unit like they are all each other has and they got to figure out how to you know one live together and learn each other's new quirks and clips as we try as we are now a family all at once again which we haven't been and we close off there and they have to go on a journey to on this new life together. So, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was when beautiful. the movie ended, I felt very confident that this, this family of three could take it on. And yeah. if we, if we were to see, you know, a year or two or three years down the line, I would feel that they'd be, you know, thriving in a bigger space, you know, um, Lord willing, Esther would be able to uh, like get a work visa, like be able to work 
Um, yep. Sylvia be off to college, be Sweet dancing college. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, got her I, little I felt, man with DJ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> All right. Now I have a hard question for you, Sydney. Yeah, this one's this one's tough. Yeah. Who came to act? Damn, this is a tough decision. But like every week, there can only be one. Uh, I make special, you know, decisions sometimes when I nominate two folks. Uh, but I want to stick to the one person rule this week. Um, so for this week's Who Came to Act nominee, I would like to nominate Mr. Natari Mwene, uh Walter's character. Oh, yes. I agree yep. with that. I accept that on his behalf because he did that. I know. I know you don't watch um, The Shy by Bleep Bleep, but he's also <laughs> in that. <laughs> now everybody knows who is. Oh, can you bleep it out for real? Like, ask some bleep bleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll get that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, he's also uh in the shot. He's an incredible. He's one of the best actors. Um, I know, but he's he's a really really great actor. Um, and I'm glad to. I, this is the first thing I've seen him outside of the next thing I've seen him outside of that show, and I liked him in the shot as well. Um, so shout out to you, uh, Mr. Mwene, and you're this week's nominee. All right. Well, what was the filmmaker's name again? Ekwa Msangi. Shout out to you. I really enjoyed this film, and I would be excited and thrilled to see um, another work from you. So uh, you got a new fan here at the New Chilling Circuit. Definitely. And I do want to point out, too, um, Jamie Lawson, who plays Sylvia's character, also a very talented actress. She was my runner-up for the for the nomination this week. She mm-hmm. is going to be playing young Michelle Obama in the new uh, like First Lady series. I think that's going to be on Showtime, too. Uh, but she's playing young Michelle. And then she's also going to be in the Batman movie coming out next year. So, And she went to Juilliard. So talent all I around. I yeah, yeah, so... Big things coming up uh, for Miss Lawson. Big thing. And, yeah. you know, Marcus, I ain't mad at you. Do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I said, Marcus, I, I'm a fan of, of your comedic work on Blackish. I, I I am interested to see you in some more dramatic roles. I'm pretty sure you have the range to do it. So mm-hmm. go ahead, book you some stuff, and, you know, maybe we can review it on the show if yeah. it's indie. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I got on it, Sydney. You got anything else for him? No, that's it for me, fam. Uh, We'll see y'all next week. All right. No more sheets. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening. To join in on the conversation, meet us in the Twitter streets at TNCCPod or over on Instagram at New Chitlin Circuit, spelled C-H-I-T-L-I-N. And to keep up with our latest, visit our website at thenewchitlincircuit.com. Oh.